Hey, this is Gary. This is Mike. And Daniel. We're not professionals. We're just three addicts sharing our experiences, strength, and hope regarding recovery. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to other addicts and to practice these principles in our lives. Welcome to another episode of the 12th Step Podcast. My name is Gary. This is Mike. And this is Daniel. Well, gentlemen, we have another listener's email. And this one's a pretty good one. This is a great one. Yeah. Yeah. This is a great one. Okay. This one is not signed at all. Uh, yeah. You're right. No, it's not. It's not signed at all. So anonymous, I suppose. All right. But it reads, hello, I am a woman who compulsively seeks sex and online or, and romance online. I have a great deal of fear, embarrassment in addressing these issues and getting help. Most everything I read and see about sex addicts refers to men and their behaviors. This makes me feel like a woman can't have this problem or she has to be even sicker to have it. Yet I think I am a sex addict and I'm really struggling with this. Now. Let's give her a name. <laughs> Let's give her a name. <laughs> Sarah. Let's just go with Sarah. We're just going to go with Sarah. Sarah, oh, yes. first of all, welcome to our podcast. Yes. Right. We are thrilled you're here. We are thrilled you're here. Um, my, my thought with this is, uh, um, I'm going to be honest with you, Sarah. This is, uh, uh, this is I remember, I remember uh, watching Phil Donahue. This is going to date me a little bit. So yeah, that was aware. the 80s. I remember coming home from school and I'd catch up on five or six different TV shows, one of mm-hmm. which was the Phil Donahue, Donahue show in the afternoon. And I remember Phil Donahue was hosting at the time Patrick Carnes. Mm-hmm. I remember that episode. And when he indicated, so this would have been the 80s or 90s, yeah. and he indicated in the 80s or 90s that he treated sexual addiction. And he was almost completely laughed off the stage in 1980. Yeah. The, or in 1989, 1990. The idea of sexual addiction was so not a thing as early as just 20 or 30 years ago. Yeah. So the fact that she's, so the fact that she all she finds is stuff supporting men's addiction in mm. the universe of sex does not surprise me because this is in sort of an evolutionary the disease itself is sort of evolutionary and the re- and the treatment to it seems to be fairly evolutionary as well yeah. there's no doubt about it that it is now a men and women problem oh, for sure yeah but the material probably lends itself an awful lot right now to uh, uh to men uh, I've been at my own recovery now for six and a half years, and I remember the very early conversations that we had with our common counselor, who was treating very few women at the time. He's at, his practice right now is about, you know, forty to fifty fifty something like that, yeah. sixty forty somewhere 60, in that. 40, yeah, it's pretty close. It's pretty close to that. So this is not just a gender biased disease. Yeah. It just may be that the material itself out there that you're finding may not necessarily be up to speed well, yet on. And I also wonder, women's issues. Um, is it because of you know, I mean, she's embarrassed. Sure. She definitely says that. Oh, do you know what? There's is it because that maybe there aren't as many women coming out and saying, hey, I have this problem, you know, where sure. Sure. compared to men, let alone men are the ones that are normally the ones that are found out, and right. so they have to go. Um, and maybe that's the reason it's more tilted towards men because that's currently, that's just the trend. That's just the trend. That's um, right. It, it, it takes, you know, the the fortitude to stand up and say, Hey, I have this problem like you're doing now. Right. Oh yeah. That's, you know. 
the fact that she recognizes she has compulsive behavior and mm-hmm. that these things play out in a certain way yes. is is powerful indication of the fact that an addiction exists and that she has a problem and she yeah. wants to get help. Oh, in, in fact, everything about this, there's, there's not even a question. There's not a question in this email. Yeah. There's no questions in it. It's just a plead for help. Yes. 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 And that really... I don't know. It finds a home. It does. Yes. It hits. It hits, it home. hits home. Yeah. You know, it makes so very often, Sarah. The very hardest thing to do is to ask for help. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you've done that. Yeah. You know, um, in a very anonymous way. I mean, yeah. We had to assign her a name to yeah. her, but so, yeah. but but she, but she did. did. Yeah. But she, she did. She still asked. Yeah. That's no small thing. It, that is. It not. really is no small thing. So, um, asking for help. I mean, absolutely brilliant. Now, sex addiction is very much, it's, it's not gender specific. It's, it's not, just, correct. it might manifest itself differently mm-hmm. in women and men because, you know, we approach sex a little bit differently. Which but, means the treatment may be entirely different yeah. as well. But I, I, um, oh, I would definitely say, you know, if, if embarrassment is a huge issue, you know, there are the wonders now of like telehealth and yes. things like that, where yes. you can actually speak to people and start getting help and keep your anonymity. Right. You know, um, there are certainly a multitude of uh, twelve-step programs that are online. Mm-hmm. That, that are that may be women only. That may be women yep. only. Yeah. That um, are also can, you can also do that with it. In fact, if you need to make up a name for yourself, you can go ahead and use Sarah. We'll let you use it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We haven't trademarked it or anything. That's right. right. (laughs) But, but, um, so it's, it's out there and it's available. And I don't, I don't think you definitely don't, don't need to be sicker. I think that's a wrong idea. Right. You know, right. I, I don't think that men corner the market on this or, no. but I, I do think this is painting with a pretty broad stroke, but I, I did a little bit of research before we before we started recording, and it says that typically speaking, women have a tendency to feel a lot more shame and guilt associated with uh, this. Associated and I, and I with, think mm-hmm. she expresses that yeah. in, yeah. in her email. So, so even that's a very uh, typical response, right? You know, right. I, I think some of the places to early start. I mean, uh, I, I know that the SAA programs have women only programs. Mm-hmm. And that there are some of those that you can you can uh, um, you can connect with uh, remotely, mm-hmm. and that would be a great place to start because one of the things it's going to definitely do for you is create a support system. Yes, in place. and I think that's helpful. Uh, it's necessary. Yeah. Um, the other thing, a great the great thing about CSAT trained individuals is there are those that are trained for men, there are those that are trained for women, and there are those that are trained for couples. Mm-hmm. And so I would highly recommend that you do some research and find a counselor who is specific to. Um, uh, women-specific issues. And I know that there are a couple in the state of California. I remember hearing a couple of those online um, as I was speaking, as I was listening to a couple of podcasts with my wife. So I know that there's some stuff that's out there, but uh, finding it may be tough. It may be tough. But but in, any CSAT specialized, trained counselor could probably help you along the path and then refer you because I know they also network amongst themselves. Yeah. Do you know... Um you know, Patrick Carnes may have actually been promoting this book on the Donahue show, but do, do you remember reading uh, Don't Call It Love by Patrick Carnes? Uh, that was that actually one? the book he was promoting on yeah. this episode. Yes. Yeah. That was one of his very first uh, right. very first written the, books. The, re- the reason I bring it up is because when I read that book, 
in the book it addresses uh, uh, women in some of the stories and things mm. like that. There's a lot of stories mm -hmm. or, or anecdotes or things like that in the book that are specifically from women, and there are uh, chapters and material in there that address the problems right. and and talk to that to that demographic. And 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 the reason I remember that is because it really surprised me. Right. You know, when I when I f first started my recovery, I was surprised that that women struggled yes. with this kind mm -hmm. of a thing too. But so it'd be interesting. Um, I, I want to spend just a second with Sarah, just talking about some of the things that her behaviors are probably an indication of. And though we're not, I know we're not, you know, specialists mm -hmm. in this particular area. But but if we talk about this in terms of a, of a, a disease of escape. Mm -hmm. There's clearly something about her behaviors that are indicating a need to escape from something. So, yeah. one of the places I would I would certainly start, uh, Sarah, if I were you, would start to looking at things that happened in your life in your childhood, mm -hmm. things that happened uh, that that happen on a daily basis that create a tremendous amount of anxiety. Um, some of those things may be, let's suppose that you're a student at school and and you're stressing about you know, exams or, or passing this particular thing or doing well enough to get into the program you want to get into. Uh, if it were a little later on in life, you know, what's your marital situation? Like all mm -hmm. those things that you're looking at saying, I, I don't deal with the stress of my life very well. Yeah. Because compulsion, compulsivity kind of behavior, which is what she's explaining here, is a, a that's a very natural response to dealing with stuff that I don't know how to deal with. Right. Well, I mean, just looking at this in my own life i mean you know she she admits here that she has a great deal of fear and embarrassment in addressing these issues so my question is is there a lot of perfectionism that's happened sure. in her past or in her family sure. and asking for help is a sign of weakness um another thing is was there a lot of maybe you know very extreme religious views regarding sex and yes. so now she's also dealing with that i know those were in, in something in my case um Re relationships with parents relationship yeah. with siblings relationship with you know with significant others in mm -hmm. their lives all those things that that add to some level of stress that cause us then to say i want to i want to escape all of this i want to yeah. get away mm -hmm. from all of that well and it's really amazing how even a small thing can become such a huge thing that we're running away from um you know example um just recently even though i've done a lot of work I've been struggling with writing and I didn't think that was a huge deal. And, you know, I was kind of, I was doing kind of a relapse chain, finding out why am I struggling with writing? That's, that's just a normal basic thing. I love doing that. And it goes all the way back to when I was in third grade, I wrote this story. You know, I, I wrote the story. I did all the, the drawings for it because it was a homework assignment. And we were to read this story that we created to the kindergartners and the first graders. And I just thought it was amazing. I created this story. It was this fascinating thing. The kids loved it. I went home. I showed it to my mother. And she looked and goes, oh, this is crap. And then throws it in the gr trash can. Hmm. And, you know, there's some part of me that that came back up for. And I've been struggling with writing. And it's amazing how something like that Waiting can go all the way back. Yeah. And so it might be there could be some, I mean, I'm not saying it's that, but it's amazing how if you sit down and do some of this work, you can find those yeah. threads that lead back to there's, some m event. There's usually some kind of trauma or abuse or un there's yeah. always underlying right. issues of some kind. Yeah. Particularly, uh, from what I understand, particularly with uh, with uh, women, ad women in addiction. Yeah, yeah men are a little more calloused and don't necessarily um, 
can't think through those emotional experiences mm-hmm. well enough to remember them. Women, on the other hand, I believe do, and will have a she'll have a Probably lot better success by them. Yes, <clears throat> but seem to have a a little more ability to be able to tap back into some of those things and how significant they were in her life. Mm-hmm. So, those are places to start. Yeah, I mean, definitely look for a twelve-step group that can help you. Uh, we've yeah, offered I, multiple suggestions, so you can still be, you know, anonymous. Uh, anonymous. They don't need to know who you are. Um, I, but but I, I, there would be the, the one exception to that would be finding a sponsor or something mm-hmm, like that to yeah. be able mm-hmm. to help. And I think that uh, uh, just the ability to get this out in the open a little bit yeah. to talk to somebody who completely understands your situation will be remarkably helpful you're you're going to find very quickly that when you can get to the point that you can open up and share a lot of these things that you're going to find out that you are very much not alone yeah. that's right and and that is that is huge i mean that was huge, one of the biggest things yeah. for me when i first went to 12 step i was just i was so afraid right. like what if i know see someone that i i know yeah. And I did. I ended up seeing someone I, I knew, and it actually became one of the greatest things possible for right. me. Um, so going, it's not the end. You're going to find other people. They can relate to you very easy. They have the same problems. you know. And if you go to one that's all women, you're going to be able to connect with them and realize they're struggling too. And they may end up being probably your, one of your biggest supporters or, or biggest your, blessing in their life yeah, for sure. a bl- huge blessing and this is yeah. your your foundation your support system and I, and I promise in time that if you do this kind of stuff you'll be a support to them yeah and you'll be a you'll you'll be a blessing in their lives as well yeah absolute truth absolute truth so those are yeah. those are some of the first immediate things um I think also that uh, she would benefit tremendously from a connection with a counselor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, somebody, again, who's qualified and trained in this particular area and understands women's issues, um, focusing their CSAT training and their CSAT practice on women's issues. Yeah. Because no doubt about it, I think women and men approach this problem in, from that entire Oh, yeah, de- definitely. So although there may be some striking similarities, there's going, there, there are going to be different reasons for which a woman mm-hmm. would engage in this kind of behavior than a, that a man would. And so, as well as even unwinding that's right. you know, everything. Yeah. 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 I mean, I would say the biggest thing um, would be, you know, you're not sicker. You're not a monster. You're not right. whatever it is that you are telling yourself. You've come to this, you know, this place – Honestly. Um, honestly. Yeah. honestly, yeah. by the way. Yeah. And you you need help. I mean, it's no different than, you know, some other injury. Let's say you broke an arm. What right. would you do? You would go find help. You'd seek help from a doctor or someone that is trained to repair your arm. Yeah. You know, you're not going to try to mend it on your own. Right. By, I mean, maybe if you're in the woods, you'll find some sticks and that and brace it temporarily. But you're still going to go to that doctor. Right. You know, it's no different with this addiction. You need someone that can help you that knows the right ways to do it and i know all of us have been there where we all you know we want to be isolated we don't want to let anyone know but the more we do that the worse it gets right right you know and when we finally reach out and step out into the light we find that wow i can breathe right Mm -hmm. there's other people that get me and you know, it makes it a little bit easier to take the next step forward and the next one yeah that's a nice place to be i actually love her uh, um I love the honesty of her final line. This is Sarah. Yet I think I'm a sex addict and I really struggle with this. And that why I love that is because that is such an honest and pure mm-hmm. comment. Yes, it is. 
Um, I remember very for the longest time. In fact, uh, our common counselor will still joke a little bit about the fact that I, you know, month or two into my sessions with him, I was still thinking he was the crazy one, not me. Mm-hmm. Such a different perspective from Sarah than my own experience. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, the honesty and purity of saying I, I'm really struggling here. I've got some problems. I need to get this resolved, and I think I'm, I'm dealing with some stuff here, uh, versus. My approach to things have always deny, deny, deny. Yeah, so she's, she's 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 in a great place. She's but already doing some really good stuff. She really work. is. Yeah. She really I mean, is. it's a very interesting parallel. I mean, our last episode we had a gentleman that emailed us, and he's like, "Am I really one?" <laughs> and we have Sarah here going, "I, I am I, one." I am, and I'm struggling. Yeah, this is really it's hard. it's really interesting the difference. But you know, both of them are in a really tough spot, and both of them are they're reaching out. They're right. reaching out for help. Um, which is a, again, like Gary said, it's a huge step forward, right? And this is a big moment for you. Yeah, I'm really quite proud of you. That's it's no mean feat to even take the step that you've taken already. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah it's uh, at this point, really, it's to some extent, it's downhill from here, right? I mean, yeah. now making a connection with a couple of people, making a connection with a counselor, moving forward in the right direction, but admitting to yourself and to and to us that that you're really struggling with this particular thing is a that's a, that's that's a big piece of the battle it the, is the first step back is the hardest that's right it really mm-hmm. is so this is remarkable this is remarkable i hope sarah that you'll keep in touch with us i hope that you'll reach out again and let us know uh that you know what you decided to do and where you decided to go and and uh, what kind of help you're you're moving forward with and yeah. uh, make us part of your make us part of your recovery path we'd love to hear from you and love to Love to interact with you and uh, um, and hear your successes. Uh, I will tell you that from my own perspective that this podcast and my own recovery experiences that I share with others becomes a big, and those that share with me become a big part of my own recovery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a big piece of all of that. I mean, it really would be fascinating to see where you're at in three months. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, I, I'm sure if you dedicate the time, man, your life is going to be so different than it is right now. So true. So true. I can say also, just from my own experience, that, that it continued uh, travel down this path, that, yeah. that it's nothing but pain and, and heartache. Yeah. That I can say. Yeah. And I don't think that there's anybody that uh, uh, that's an exception to that. Not I think right. To continue down the path of addiction. Yeah. Addiction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I don't find that anybody that, uh, uh, that it's only a matter of time before it, it hits them and hits them hard. Yeah. So, so a good place to be to say, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm recognizing I'm, I'm, this is troubling to me. Yeah. Well, Besides, I, who wants to be plagued all the time with the idea, the constant, the constant idea of I want to act out, I want to act yeah. out. There, that's that's mind numbing. That's I've been there. That's a really good way to phrase that. It's mind numbing. It, it really, really is. is. Well, that's kind of the whole point <laughs> of it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Well. Well. Uh, great topic. Yeah. Yes. Sarah, thank you so much for reaching out to us. Please keep us in the loop and let us know how you're go- how you're doing. Uh, we wish you the very best of luck, and uh, this is the Twelfth Step Podcast. This is Gary saying, "Do the next right thing," and this is Mike uh, to you, Sarah, saying, "Find the peace that recovery can bring. Do the work. Do mm-hmm. the work to find the peace that recovery can bring." And this is Daniel uh, saying, "Find the humility in your recovery and take that first step." Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you like this episode. Please give us a five-star rating on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you find us. As a fellowship of recovering addicts, Sex Addicts Anonymous offers a message of hope to anyone who suffers from sex addiction. Check out SAA. 
dashrecovery.org.